Welcome to The Creative Suite, a podcast about the drive to succeed by charting your own course. We're two creative leaders, business partners, and friends who have a lot to share about starting and growing a business. We're saying no to the grind and the status quo, and yes to building businesses and lives that we love. I'm Nicole. I'm president of my strategic design and digital marketing company, BBN Agency. And I'm Lauren. I'm president of my PR and marketing firm, Queen PR. Together, we are co-hosts of the Creative Suite podcast, as well as collaborative partners at the Fort Creative Suite. We like to say we are two agencies, one roof, unlimited possibilities, offering full-service branding, marketing, and public relations. Welcome back. This is our 10th episode. (laughs) So that feels a little exciting. How's this going for you, Nicole? I love it. Um, Mm -hmm. I listen to so many podcasts, so it's interesting to be on this side of the, of -hmm. things, you know, Mm -hmm. putting in the work to create each episode, um, you know, seeing behind the curtain. Yeah. Uh, I I applaud all podcasters out there because while it is fun, it does take quite a bit of effort. So yeah, it really does. I mean, now, now that we're, like you said, on this side of the curtain, um, when, when I listen to what you can tell are very well-produced podcasts, not that this mm-hmm. is not well-produced, but you know, they, there's like someone in a, in a um, sound booth somewhere <laughs> and there's yes. assistants and, you know, whatever, like, wow. There's somebody that, editing know. at the end of the day, like, and that's not you, the podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You can, you can really see the difference between um, like a, almost like an NBC podcast versus, you know, our, our homegrown little, little fellow. But I, you know, I, I love this time with you. I'm, I'm proud of what we're putting out there. I'm, I'm, I'm proud for us. Yeah. I love this time as well. So here's to many more episodes. Yay. All right. So let's check the inbox and answer this really important question. How do you deal with mom guilt? Mom, uh, mom. <laughs> mom. You want to be my other kid? No. <laughs> sure. I'll take, I'll take you. I'll take you in. <laughs> I probably need you. Um, I was going to say that, Nicole, you are a great mom. And that ranks pretty high up there as far as things I love about you. Do you feel the mom guilt? How do you handle it? Aw, you're a great mom too. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. Uh, being a mom is something I always, I always wanted. I once told my therapist that my parenting is really the only thing I feel confident and comfortable with. Mm, um, mm. You know, there's many other areas of my life where I overanalyze things, overthink things. Um but yeah, this is one area that I feel really good about. Hmm. Now I do have bad days. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have ones, you know, that, that are fraught with that mom guilt. I don't know a mom or a dad yeah. out there who doesn't. Um, I'm assuming our listener is feeling mom guilt as a working mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think so. A lo- where most of my guilt I think comes from, mm-hmm. but I know that I can't balance everything at one time. So I look for ways to explain to my kids and to myself why I can't be somewhere, why I can't do something in that moment. And then I look for ways to make it better or to make them feel special in other moments. Yeah. Um, it's mom guilt is actually pretty new to me, even though I've been a mother for almost seven years now. (laughs) Um, if you're talking about mom guilt as far as like, like you said, you know, differentiating, like, I don't really look at other moms and what they're doing and feel guilty. Mm. Um, like I don't, I don't look at Instagram and get sucked in by the high re- highlight reel. I feel like we're all on our own journey. Mm-hmm. We never know what's going on behind the scenes. And so I feel pretty oh. immune to that for the most part. I mean, I'm human, but for the most part, I'm like, man, um, I, I, I like my life and I love my, my family and my children. Um, but now that my oldest is getting older and more aware of 
of her peers and what their family dynamics look like. She's definitely starting to make me feel a little guilty sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, they're at um, that age where they're starting to say everything that they're thinking and right. it's like, oh, ow, that hurts. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's very smart and a master manipulator. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so she asked me, you know, why don't I pick her up from school at two o'clock? Um, mm-hmm. and, and she'll even say, you know, everyone else's mom does it. And I'll say, that's literally not true. I know yeah. the other moms and, you know, some do of course, but n- not everyone. So that's not fair. Ne- you will never win an argument with me if you say always or never. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you're already wrong. So Um, but then, you know, why don't I stay home with her all day? Your questions like that, you know, she really wants to have more time with me. And so, and so that's when things can really start to get uncomfortable for me. And I have to talk to her about what, what this means for our family, you you know, between you, me and our listeners, 2 PM is prime money-making time for me. (laughs) So, so our options are they stay at school all day in aftercare, which, you know, is about to start happening again. Um, a side note, um, our nanny um, is is moving on to um, a career that she is is meant for in her life. So we're very happy for her, but um, sad for us. So it's back yeah. to back to aftercare starting next week. Um, and, or, or have someone pick them up, but even still it was like, well, why does, why does Emily pick me up? I want you to pick me up. And it's just like, there's no good answer other than me doing it. But, you know, we're, we're just well, not seeing eye to eye on that right now. <laughs> no. And they're not old enough yet to understand, like, we're lucky that we have somebody that can pick you up. Like, I think yeah. back, like, like latchkey kids, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was mm-hmm. one growing up and I, sometimes we had a ride to school. Other times we walked home and like, I took help take care of my sister and we just mm-hmm. would sit and watch TV. Like you're very right. fortunate that there is a place you can go to or a person that can pick you up. Like my kids, same thing. My son wanted me to pick him up all the time. And I'm like, no, well, grandma's going to have to pick you up. You know, Mm -hmm, mommy mm -hmm. has to be at work. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and that's, you know, um, I try to be really thoughtful about saying things like I get to be at work versus Mm -hmm. has to be because I want her to know I want both my children, but only one of them is complaining right now. Um, I want I want her to know that I love what I do, and I'm very privileged to get mm-hmm. to go to work every day doing something that I love. That I'm not in a job that I hate, and I'm having to be away from her. It's yeah. you know, I'm being fulfilled, and that is important. Um, so you know, mommy loves her job, loves her work, and I'm I'm so lucky. And that you know, when we're together, we're together. And when we're apart, it's for a good reason. She's at school. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm working in a career that I'm obsessed with, and that that's a good thing. And that you know, yeah. I think one day, I hope she'll look back as I do at my childhood. You know, watching yeah. my mom be very successful and modeling that for me. So mm-hmm. you know, and I, I know at some point it'll click in. It may be thirty years from now, though. <laughs> yeah. No, I. The thing I always go back to too is you know. I love the words that you, the phrasing that you use with them. Um, but the other thing too, is I try to, you know, convey, you know, it, I maybe can't do it in this moment, right. but here's what I can offer you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, so it's, they, they understand that I, I hear what you're saying and right. mommy wants to spend time with you, but here, like on Saturday, we'll go do a really special, like mommy child date kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I don't know. I also will say that um, 
you know, we've had some conversations recently about, you know, she focuses on what she doesn't have versus mm-hmm. what she does have. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, it's a slow, it's slow going, but I'm trying to get her to understand that we need to cherish what we do have yeah. rather than only ever focusing on what we don't have. You know, we might have a great Saturday together, like you just said, well, mm-hmm we might get home and then I need to do laundry or cook dinner or something like that. And it's, you never spend time with me. And I'm like, babe, I just spent the whole morning with you, yeah. you know, seven hours mm-hmm. of undivided attention. You know, I, I, now I do have, you know, now it's, I have to do things because I'm the parent of the household that, that does these certain things or whatever. And so, you know, at that moment, sitting down and saying, look, I need you to be grateful for the the blessings that you do have in your life, you know, and it's mm-hmm. kind of, and focusing on that. And I don't know if that's helpful to our listener as far as, you know, yes, it is difficult. We, we can't have it all at the same time. No. Um, so there's, there's things that we can do for ourselves to, to feel like we're managing our lives and, and our time. But when it comes to the kids and when they're talking back to you, <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. on us to, uh, to kind of guide that conversation and to hopefully instill in them, the values that are important to your family. Yeah. I heard something the other day and it talks about like going back to like, you, you can have it all, but not at the same time. It's mm-hmm. there. You ha- you have all these balls in the air. Some are glass and some are plastic. You're going to mm. have to decide which ones are glass because if they drop and they break and there's ramifications to that, that's right. the things that you need to prioritize. So our child children's, you know, temporary moment of sadness sometimes isn't one of those glass balls, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's the bigger picture that we know we spend copious amounts of time with our mm-hmm. kids and, and all that and saving, you know, those times where we step away from work for, you know, those things that are, you know, really important and all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, COVID crystallized some of that for me too. Cause I remember, um, when, when I first became a parent and, you know, my eldest would get sent home from school for being sick or that, or if she, or if it was when we had a nanny, the nanny couldn't come. And at that time I was working from home and I was working for someone else and it kind of felt like a lot of that time was on me. And so I got, I, it, it felt like, Oh, this is my responsibility. And I sort of rubbed up against it, you know, or felt friction against it rather than, mm-hmm. Oh, this is special time that I get to spend with this beautiful child. And so, you know, I do have regret over some of that, but through COVID realizing, you know, now if a kid gets sick, it's almost like I'm sort of rushing to volunteer to stay home with them as long, you know, if I don't have to reschedule a bunch of stuff, you know, for us, that's the, yeah, that's the privilege, you know, it's, it's those, it's those precious moments that we, we aren't going to have right get back again and we won't have down the road you know they'll mm-hmm. be off and gone mm-hmm. and becoming their own people so. yeah when they're too cool for me um mm-hmm. right now that I'm, I'm not too cool for them right now so I'm trying to cherish that time but yeah it's it's I don't know about you Nicole, uh, Nicole but when you know the kid gets sick it's like you're whipping out the phone to look at the counter like oh what do you have today yeah <laughs> I'm like all right what can I cancel mm-hmm. or what 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 can't we what can I take with a, a kid like the other day you were on the call with me and kids were home. Like yep. Parker walks in Parker's sick. Like he's, no. <laughs> he, he's, he's in there. Well, he sat on my lap during the last few minutes of our zoom. So. Yeah. Know, yeah. Just- Which is also honestly a positive COVID too. I feel like that really pulled back the curtain about the humanity of being a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, men, men, women, non-binary, you know, like we, um, we have families, we have 
whether or, or whether it's children or parents that we're taking care of um yeah. and that you know if you're zooming from the living room there's might be someone walking in <laughs> mm-hmm. well we, we we took that question and really made a meal out of it <laughs> yeah yeah i hope this is one topic that i know we have a lot to say on so i'm hoping that you know as we get into future episodes we can keep touching back on it absolutely i think it's important to have that conversation mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about what's new. Before we get into this week's advice, let's take a moment to share what's new. Any big lessons this week? Any wins or not yet wins? What are you loving right now? Well, by the time this episode airs, I will have had the opportunity to meet in person one-on-one with a few clients over a coffee or an adult beverage. And I'm really celebrating that right now because I'm truly in this business because I love helping people. I'm a relentless problem solver helper. And I, I get out of bed every day for the people I work with and serve. So being able to have this type of quality time together is, is really special to me so I can connect with them more deeply on a personal level. Um, for instance, I had a client hire me last fall. It was a very quick courtship. Um, it was basically like I got someone referred me to her. Mm-hmm. She, you know, we talked about the project. She hired me. It was all, you know, super busy. So any time we ever had on Zoom, even though she's here in Fort Worth, was extremely transactional. Yeah. But I'm also, you know, an inquisitive person. I want to know about people, like what makes you mm-hmm. take and all that. Um, but because of the nature of the project really didn't get into that, like, like um, our projects do. So it was, yeah. it was really, you know, um, very brass tacks and getting some stuff done, which was great, great project. Um, but I, you know, I knew she was new to town. I just didn't know much about her. Um, so, you know, finally being able to sit down like human to human and, and be like, you know, tell me about your family. I mean, she had like the most fascinating career prog- progression. I was just like, oh my God, actually it's dawning on me now. We probably should have her on the podcast. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give her a shout and see if she's interested. Um, but anyway, um, I, it's, it's, it's been great fun and I'm, I'm so glad I'm doing this. Um, but I also love honing my email subject line skills. Um, and this is something that I got really good back at, good at back when I was running media for, um, that statewide political campaign, um, Mm -hmm. because I was pushing news out every single week to a brand new Texas town with a brand new set of journalists who didn't know me. Um, and I had to get them to open up my emails so that they would cover my candidate's visit. So, you know, like trial and error, like what's, what's going to hook people in, what's going to open that story loop? Like how can I compel people when they're getting thousands of emails a day, probably, Um, especially the larger markets. Um, So for getting together with my clients, I use the subject line, can I buy you a drink? Yes, please. (laughs) And let me tell you, best open and response rate ever. I, I would imagine. I would say yes to that. So, yeah. the couple of folks I sent it to you, and I mean, it wasn't a huge sample, but like they booked a time with me instantly. And I mean, I'm got they, they all responded best subject line ever. Um, and I know I brought some joy the other day, so I'm calling that a win. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to get to tag along on one of these, and I think it's yeah. a fantastic idea. Um, we both try to develop long-term relationships with our clients, so getting to know them on a personal level. And seeing, you know, a different side of them can only enhance the work that we do, I think. So yeah, absolutely. I, I actually one of them that will be, I think, next week or or the week that this airs, maybe, um, 
um, I've known her for 35 years, but I haven't had a, like a real true personal relationship with her for a, for a long time. And so, you mm-hmm. know, I'm like, I want to you know, like connect mom to mom, friend to friend, you know, just yeah. have that. And, you know, you're right. It only, it doesn't hint it. So. Well, this week, um, I'm excited that my team, we're working on our first half day workshop. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've held networking events here in the office in the past. And those are actually some of our, um, more pop, I guess, or well, more profitable legions, mm. you know? Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Return on investment wise. Yeah. Yes. Mm. ROI. There we go. Um, <laughs> no, our, I think our team does really well with, you know, have, having conversations and doing mm-hmm. things like that and um, can close a little bit better um, in that way. So mm-hmm. um, we are going to host a social media workshop. Um, mm-hmm. August is traditionally slow for us. So we were brainstorming ways that we can bring in additional revenue. And one of the areas that our clients, I think, just continue to struggle with is social media. You know, mm-hmm. it's constantly changing, but it's something we all use. And it, it can be really intimidating to tackle it as a part of your business marketing. Mm-hmm. So we thought, you know, why don't we teach a small group, you know, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm again, introverted. So like the idea <laughs> of a really large class of any sort, like really mm-hmm. freaks me out. But mm-hmm. I was like, you know, like less than 10 people, I think I can, Oh yeah, um, totally. I can handle that, <laughs> but you know, teach them the methods that we use when we're creating content for our clients and how to effectively use it in a marketing mix. So if you are in the Fort Worth area and are interested in attending, <laughs> feel free to email me and I'll give you all the details. I really am excited for you. Um, hopefully I can pop in when you do this. Cause, um, mm-hmm you know, when you're doing it for yourself, it's challenging and to be strategic and to make sure it, you're focusing on the right things, you know, it's just because it's easy for you to talk about doesn't mean it's what you need to be focusing on. Um, um, so yeah. Well, and I think there's just a lot of misconceptions that come along with it. It's, Mm -hmm. um, every post needs to be salesy. No, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. social, social media was built on the premise of you know, fostering community, you know, Facebook was created because you wanted to know what the person you went to high school with was, was doing now, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like, so the way that, you know, we as a society have, you know, morphed it into something, you know, completely different that it was unintended to be, but you can still make it to work to your advantage. You just need to do it in, in a strategic way. So, right. Exactly. Well, I'm, Whoever comes will be very lucky to have a half day with you. I hope so. TBD. I'll let you know how it goes. Hopefully we'll have, you'll have some mimosas or something. (laughs) We've done that in the past and nobody really takes us up on it. So Mm. I was debating on this one. I don't know. (laughs) Well, maybe for you. (laughs) Maybe for me. Yeah. I I, I need to be about two mimosas deep and then I'll feel real good talking to people. (laughs) Actually, what you should do is have it at like 10 o'clock at night and have a couple drinks. I think it'll be really good to go. <laughs> eh, I don't know. It just makes me sleepy then. I don't know. Oh, I know. I'm just like, you're such a night owl though. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. Put me to sleep so that I'm bright eyed and bushy tailed the next day. Okay, so this week we are talking about red flags. Specifically, we're talking about client red flags, especially prospective client red flags. 
things that we have noticed as trends over the years that we, we are looking for so that when we start to work with someone or we're assessing if we want to work with someone, that it might mean that they're not a fit for us. This does not necessarily mean that the client is a bad person or that it, they have done anything wrong. It's just that, you know, we've noticed some things that mean that they could be a poor fit for us or the type of work that we do. Nicole, yeah. get us started. What are some signs you shouldn't work with someone? Well, I had the benefit of seeing Lauren's homework before um, <laughs> I started on mine. So I, I intentionally tried to not overlap in, okay. in my red flags. I think there's one, but that one's a really big one for both of us. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the first thing that came to mind was asking me to change my pricing. Mm -hmm. um, nothing grinds my gears more than when someone asks me to change my pricing straight out of the gate. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm understanding. I try to be flexible with people where I can by offering maybe a longer payment schedule sometimes, mm -hmm. but I know the value that I bring to the table. So come back to me when you are in a better position to make an investment. <laughs> Was that too harsh? <laughs> no. And, and, you know, I think that there is a set of individuals who just, they like a deal and they like to ask. They, yeah. you know, they feel like if they don't ask the answer is no. So they're going to ask. And so I just say no. And yeah. then, you know, for a couple of times when people said, Hey, could you do it for, let's say 2,500, can you do it for 2,250? And I'll just say, yeah, but no. I can take this away. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. And that's something you and I've talked about. It's like, okay, I'll maybe lower the price, but I'm taking away mm -hmm. parts of the scope of work. So mm -hmm. if you want me to fit with, fit your budget, then I'm going to fit the scope of work to the budget. Right. Exactly. I'm not just going to devalue what mm -hmm. my service. Yeah. I have a, I have a long-term client that comes to me on a project basis and recently wanted me to scope out something. And I did. And he said, you know, I, I just don't think that I can get this through budget. Um, and I said, okay, well, just tell, tell me what your budget is. I mean, at this point we know each other, I'm not going to take your money and run. Like, you know, yeah. that you can trust me to be responsible with your dollars. <clears throat> so he told me his budget. And so I just tweaked the scope. It's like, no big deal. Exactly. Here you go. Sign it. Yep. <laughs> uh, the next one is rudeness, mm -hmm. um, being disrespectful towards me or anyone on my team. Yeah. Um, mm. This was one that came up a lot last year. Mm. <laughs> um, it was a bit, 2020 was a big learning year on the client front for me. Um, we had one person in particular who had my team member in tears, yeah. which um, <clears throat> is unacceptable. I'm like, I know you can yell at me, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go to the mat for my team members and you're not going to treat them that way. I know, yeah. n you know, not everything's going to be sunshine and roses all the time. There will be tense moments, but, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't, you do not get to be an asshole. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> that's, that's the long and the short of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I tried to rationalize that it was COVID related, but at a certain point, you know, it just, it was becoming a pattern mm -hmm. and I'm like, you're none of my other clients are treating us like this. Uh, it, you, this cannot be a pass to be a horrible person. So that client was promptly told we would not be working together anymore. Is this, is this a client client we both fired in the same day? Yes. This is, <laughs> this is that one. There was one that followed him out the door about two weeks later. That's right. And yeah. the, this, the, all the red flags were the same. 
-hmm. And so that when I say it was a big learning error, it was like, yep, like we weren't, there's a certain type of client I just can't work with anymore. They're yeah. not, a, again, they may not be bad people, you know, but they are not a fit for me and for my team or my colleagues. So. Nope. Nope. Yeah. He, that was, um, he actually, um, they, um, they, <laughs> they actually almost acted like I needed to have their permission to go to a family funeral. Do you remember that part? Yes. Yes. I'm like, it's just, uh, what? <laughs> no, when you, here's the deal. I know there's an exchange of money here. And so, mm. and in some people's minds, it may seem like we work for them, but it, it, I am not your W2 employee. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even then, like, you shouldn't talk to people. You shouldn't talk to your employees like that. <laughs> like, right. This right. is, this is a coming together, uh, an exchange of services. Like, it's just, yeah, no, not acceptable. Yeah. I, um, if anyone treats me less than a peer, then it's over. Yeah, exactly. Oof. Yeah. That one, that was a hard one. Um, <laughs> the next one, um, is lack of response. Um, this is one that gets me fired up because poor Shelby will email people, call people to no avail. Sometimes, um, people just don't seem to think it's worth their time to respond. Mm -hmm. I am a busy person. I know you're a busy person. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's busy, right. you know, in some form or fashion. But if you're going to engage in business with someone and at least get, at least give them the courtesy of a short response, all you have to say is, Hey, I'm not in the office. I'm not, I'm on vacation. I'll get back with you next week. Like mm -hmm. when we go weeks at a time without hearing from someone, and there has been a real effort on our part to get in touch with them. I'm just, I'm just like, mm, no, 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 no. Be mm -hmm. respectful of people's time, mm -hmm. you know? Right. Or don't, or, or don't reach out at all. Like be, be a grown up. Come on. Like, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> <sighs> um, uh, this one I've worked with 10 different agencies and <laughs> then they proceed to tell us all the bad things about those agencies. Mm -hmm. Um, Lauren and I have been on the receiving end of a handful of those consultations where, you know, yeah, I've worked with this one and they don't necessarily tell us all their names, but they'll say, Oh, I hated that they did this. And I hate they did that. And I'm like, if you have worked with a large number of agencies in a short period of time, it's not the agency. It's you. <laughs> it's time to go reevaluate yeah. who the actual problem is. Yeah. Why you? <laughs> I had a client early on in COVID and I, I know I was at home um, and I felt like I was going to be a great fit for them. They were referred to me by a very happy client. And so I just, you know, it passed all the, the smell tests, you know, it, um, mm -hmm. even looking back, I didn't, there wasn't anything on the front end that was a red flag, but after we had our, our initial onboarding call, they added me to um, their one note where they had a bunch of notes, notes, of mm -hmm. course, um, but like um, some message. So this is messaging for me to refer to some brand information, all that. Um, and when I opened it up, I saw that there had been at least two other agencies referred to as far as scopes of work within the past, like six mm -hmm. months of us working together. Yeah. And so I reached back out to my client, my, well, my, my contact, actually not the, not the president of the company, just my, my main contact. And I said, um, 
what, <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and they're like, oh yeah, no, you know, just having trouble finding the right fit or whatever. And I thought, oh no, <laughs> yeah. this is not good. <laughs> not going to end well. No, it, and it did not. It really did not. Yeah. Let's see. The next one was after hours calls and texts. Um, unless the house is on fire between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 or 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's my time. That's my yeah. family time. That's time for me and my kids, time for me to recharge, for me to, you know, put put down the baton for a, a few moments and, mm-hmm. you know, get ready for the next day. So um, let's see. Yeah. Well, I mean, on, along- you know, to, to pile onto that, um, I do think that if people don't understand the importance of rest, that that's on them. I mean, um, yeah. I'll, I'll, well, I t- kind of talk about this a little bit in my section, but I, I did have a client ask if I would have meetings in the evening, um, like as, as a matter of course. And I told them just flat out, absolutely not. I, if I don't rest, I can't perform. I, I can't write for yeah. you. Like this, there's this yeah. just not a negotiable thing. Like, you know, yeah, dinner or, or one thing once in a blue moon or whatever, but like, that's my business hours are my business hours. Yeah. Yeah. I had to train one client. She has been with me for a really long time back, like when I was freelancing. And mm. at that point, you know, I had, a, I did have a day job, you know, this was a side hustle mm. and it turned. So, you know, at the time phone calls after 6 PM were acceptable, right. but you get a phone call. So. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, appointments after 6 p.m. were, were fine at the time. But once I went out full time, it was, it was poor communication on my part, apparently, mm-hmm. but conveying <laughs> like, we will no longer be doing this. Right, <laughs> like, right. Now you have all, all of the daytime to get a hold of me. Please do not <laughs> text me at eight o'clock at night and ask yeah. for something right then and there. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. So, um, the, f- Oh, speaking of communication, the other one was people who want to do business over DM. <laughs> um, this is going to make me sound like the geriatric millennial that I am, which we've got to find a new word for that. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry, business should not be done via DM. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had a number of instances where people will start just asking me a flood of questions about our services, things like that over DM. I'm like, I you couldn't do this over email. There is a button right there in Instagram that says email or Mm -hmm. call and you can't do that. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, please let's move the conversation. My standard response is, Hey, I would love to answer any questions that you have. Please email me at this because I'm like, I'm not going to go through all the different platforms plus my email plus my phone, like uh, text messages or any of that just to like, you know, call all that information into one place and go through it. Like, no. right. It doesn't serve them well either. Like if they do come on board, then you're like, I know they told me this information, where was it? And you're, you're like, like you said, fishing through every single application, finding it mm-hmm. in direct message. <laughs> yes. My time is again, better served elsewhere. So, mm-hmm. um, the final one is too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. When there is no clear point of contact on a project, things tend to go South really fast. Um, mm-hmm. I make it a point now to ask who will be involved in the project and try to minimize the number of people who have a say. So if people come in midway, I've found that they don't have all the information. They haven't been on all the meetings. They don't understand the rationale and how we do things. And Mm -hmm. then they start making, you know, 
comments and snap decisions, which tends to derail the project and any progress we've, we've yeah. made. So, yeah. Good, good ones. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was like, there's a lot. And I was like, I feel like I'm still missing some, but those were. Yeah. And I, and I want to take a moment to say that we're not saying these things to be negative or to talk badly about anybody. No. We really just want to be helpful to, so if our listeners are business owners who run businesses like ours and they're, um, and they're not thinking about red flags or, or they can, or they maybe they're like, why do I always get stuck with clients that aren't a good fit for me? Mm-hmm. It could be that you need to take a moment to think about your red flags that for you, you know, and then if you are on the client side, then if you, like, having been a client before either, um, like I was Nicole's client or, um, when I was in-house and I was the client of an SEO company, um, it, you really, you want to be treated well, but you have to kind of show up and be a good citizen too. And I think that it is, you know, if you, if you are feeling offended right now, (laughs) um, you should think about that. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, this is kind of, that's a harder, harder episode. Sorry, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, I think we're, t- we're, I, we're, I know, I know I'm tired. Um, but, you know, I, I, it's important. This is really, again, you want to, if you're the client, you want to have a wonderful experience for your time and treasure. If you're the mm-hmm. agency like us, you want to have great clients, you know, and, and, you know, if someone, if you can either do better about picking your clients or the clients can show up kind of maybe with some behavior modifications, <laughs> um, then I think everyone would be better served. So that's not to say that take our medicine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not to say like, we're not evaluating ourselves on this end of things, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. I, I've, I think I've mentioned before, like when, you know, we'll, our, my team will go through projects and start to evaluate, okay, what was, what worked, what didn't work. Okay. The blame is not always on the client end of things, there are mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. that, you know, Hey, we messed up. Like this email sh- should have gone out and it didn't, or, yeah. um, we should have told them this. It just, I mean, you know, things happen. So we're not, um, we're not just poo-pooing all over the client. No, I mean, gosh, there, no. There's a lot of, there, there's a lot of self-reflection as well. On our Absolutely. End. You know, and part of, and part of this process is, is a reckoning of, what do I need to do differently? What do I need to do better? Mm-hmm. Um, but but a lot of times it does start at the beginning of recognizing that sometimes it's just not a it's not a fit. I mean, these are not hard and fast rules. Um, these are just um, examples of when there were red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, I, I try to follow my gut. Um, and and maybe some you know maybe someone showed up with a red flag that I'm going to go through here, but but I still felt like it was a good project and a good client, and and I was right. Um, but then there's the converse of where I saw the red flag, I knew it wasn't going to be a good fit, but I took them on anyway, and it just mm-hmm. it blew up in my face. And so if nothing else, you have to trust your instincts, whether you are the client or you're the or you're the agency. Trusting your instincts is is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, here are mine. Um, I hope, hope, I hope that it goes without saying, but I'm just gonna say it anyway. If you're aggressive, rude, mercurial, abusive, it, it's not going to be tolerated. Um, there's, there's plenty of fish in the sea, and you know, I think also uh, having turned 40 this year, um, my ability to put up with bullshit like that yep. <laughs> is greatly diminished. Yep. <laughs> Uh, like, nope. Um, no, thank you. 
So, um, so something that becomes pretty clear right in the courtship phase is last minute scheduling, rescheduling or cancellations, particularly mm-hmm. when it happens more than once in rapid succession. Yeah. Um, once is human, totally normal. We yeah. work with supremely busy t- people. But when it starts to become a pattern and we start to struggle to hear back from them, yes. it starts to indicate there's a lack of mutual respect. And as I said before, um, I, I won't tolerate that. Yeah, this was this one was a big one with one of the clients last year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I ignore, oh, okay, maybe didn't ignore, but. You soldiered on. Soldiered on, client didn't show up for the first meeting. I went out of my way to go to their place of business and in the height of COVID <laughs> just, and knew he couldn't make the meeting and chose not to call or text or anything. And so that right there was kind of like eh, starting off on shaky ground. Well, then again, it just, it kind of progressed. And so, um, little things like that, you, yeah, you have to pay attention to because there are signs of larger issues usually. Right. And, and I have found sometimes where, you know, now that I know that's a red flag and I'll, I will throw up a boundary as a matter of course. I had a client, a prospective mm-hmm. client. It was a referral. Um, they, you know, so we reached out to schedule a meeting. We offered up some times to just make it easier. And then um, a week goes by and the day of one of the options, they email and say, sorry, is today still available? And I just said, no, um, yeah. I I didn't want to set that precedent. And, and, and that's where I can take responsibility for how I show up. Yeah. Um, and, and just, you know, gently say, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, today's full up. Um, but next week here are some options. And then, you know, we, they've scheduled, and it was not a big deal, you know? Um, yeah. but, but people are, are highly trainable and that goes either way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you not, I'm not saying you did the wrong thing, Nicole, but like by showing up, doing something you didn't want to do in the first place, like he's already like, well, I've got the upper hand. Um, And so, you know, I want to be high touch, provide excellent client service while also maintaining strong boundaries. Yeah. Um, This one's a classic. (laughs) Telling me how to run my business and or implying that I don't have enough experience to know how to run my business. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, or along those lines, implying that I'm too young, which, you know, I'm like, well, thank you for thinking I look young, but I assure you I'm not. But also it doesn't matter. That's not what well, we're questioning here. Yeah. Well, and just questioning somebody's methodology based on age. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I mean, you're not fresh out of college, you know, like you've, yeah. you've, over time you've honed your process and methodologies and stuff. Um, but even, even if they, it was somebody straight out of college, I mean, that's just, that, yeah. that, that's, it's kind of a low blow, I think. Right. Uh, well, and again, that's, you know, it's lack of respect. It's not, yeah. you came to me. <laughs> exactly. You wanted to pay me and you thought <laughs> I, I, it was worth it to pay me in the past. So what has changed, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it, it is not me. So, right. Um, and similarly, like, you know, so questioning my methodology, um, or telling me how to like just run business in general, but then yeah. asking me to change the methodology and specifically saying, no, I don't want to do strategic planning. Can, can't you just go? Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, um, my mentor, Paige Hendricks, we always used to say, 
um, whether you're driving around the corner or driving to New York, you still have to build the car. <laughs> like we can't just go. Um, so, I mean, that's a hard no for me, unless there's just a really compelling reason to do so, or if we can compromise and, and plan while we're going, you know, sometimes you always have to do that. And like, sometimes it's time urgent or, or times, you know, whatever's happening, you know, we, we can be flexible to a degree, but anytime I, anytime I ever said, okay, fine, I'll just go. I won't do the plan it just blew up in my face so hard and they're just broken yeah. hearts along the trail. <laughs> yeah. um, interestingly, the client who did the same day reschedule thing, um, one of their colleagues asked, asked me to not do the plan. Just literally wanted said, can't you just start? And I said, no. Um, so like, well, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but Unfortunately, I, I'm not able to accommodate that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. We'll see if they ever come back. I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, it's all right. Um, yeah. Not a thing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, language like, can I just have this one tiny deliverable? But that tiny deliverable is actually dependent on the entire package and process. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and and, I, and I'm not trying to say that, you know, it's it's, it's not the client's fault that they don't always understand what we're offering or our value. Um, but in general, just like maybe trying to slash the budget for it to be a 10th of what's offered. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, they, they really have to have the whole thing to even get that tiny thing can be a red flag sometimes. And, and I'm not trying yeah. to criticize people who don't have huge budgets. I, I, I get, I get that. But for me, in my business, the relationship tends to work better when there's a basic understanding of the value I'm bringing to the table. So when someone comes in and like they understand the pub, what the value of public relations, they know that you know they need to sustain and develop the reputation. They need to fuel their pipeline. Like they understand all the ins, you know, maybe they might not know all the nuts and bolts of it, but you know they yeah. have that a prior knowledge. Um, so like for instance, if we were scoping out a rebrand as well as some materials like letterhead or postcards or something, and they said, well can I just have the postcard? It's like, well, buddy, you got to have the rebrand first. <laughs> yeah. I need, I need something to build the postcard from. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So when they don't have that experience to understand what's foundational, mm-hmm. it's really difficult to get on the same page. And that just means that I'm not a fit. I mean, I'm sure that there are groups out there that, that do deal with maybe the less experienced or whatever. And, th- and that's great. You know? Um, so again, I'm not trying to dog anybody. I'm just saying what I've understood as a it's a no-go for me yeah um similar to you request for after hours call or calls or meetings as a matter of course is is a sign of not respecting clear boundaries so no um aggressive or confrontational tone but especially around demanding to know why they need something that they called me about in the first place (laughs) yeah that one's always like you know, I am, um, I called to talk to you about public relations. Okay, cool. And then we start talking about it. Well, why do, why do I need this? I'm like, uh, but you called me. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I just think even in general, being aggressive and confrontational in a conversation, mm-hmm. generally speaking is not necessary. It's like, yeah. okay, whoa, like back yeah. up. <laughs> like, right. Right. Like, whoa. Get to- uh, hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm a friendly person. So it gets, it's very confusing. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, requests for very short time frames when it's not a crisis and mm-hmm. then not being reasonable to have a dialogue about yeah. it. Um, 
you know, I, I, I have clients like maybe they're in startup mode, they're moving really, really fast. And so, you know, having to have a conversation about, all right, well, I just met you today. I can't actually turn around a huge strategy in the next three days because I already have stuff on the books, but let's talk about mm-hmm. what is reasonable. If they, if I can calm them down and they're willing to talk about it, that's one thing. But if, if they're, if their culture is such that it's just burn and turn, burn and turn, then, yeah. then, it, then I, then I, I can't be the right fit for them. Um, yeah. and, and I've been that person where, you know, especially when you're really hungry for business, you're, you're dropping everything and you're jumping through the hoops. Well, guess what? You just set yourself as a standard and yes, you, even if you get them through what maybe feels like an urgent situation, they're going to expect that, that timeline going forward. Exactly. So don't do that to yeah. yourself. <laughs> no, good, um, fast, cheap pick two. <laughs> right. Oh man. I think about that all the time. Um, yeah. And then similar to what you said, Nicole, this one's always interesting, lots of baggage. So mm-hmm. the client comes to me, it becomes clear that I'd be the third or fourth agency they've hired in less than a year. Um, and this generally means that maybe there's unrealistic expectations. The client is maybe struggling to communicate their needs and goals, or they just don't even know what they want or need, or they won't take their medicine. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, you, you and I have both been through this where they're departing from another agency and it's, it's super clear they've lost a ton of trust in the process and I'm guilty until proven innocent. Um, you know, I, I feel bad for anyone who's been burned. You know, we've all been there. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like what's most helpful is maybe like a collective cooling off period. Maybe they need to talk to someone or a coach or whatever and kind of process what went wrong. Like I can't be that therapist for them in that instance. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we just can't get anywhere. There's just, there's too many bad vibes. They're, they're breathing down my neck. I get anxious. You know, it's, it's just, you know, if, if you are in a bad agency situation right now and you would like to leave and have someone new, I would highly recommend you processing all that before you move on. Yeah. Well, and I, I feel like we've had kind of two different types of people coming in with, mm-hmm. with previous agency mm-hmm. um, trauma. One yeah. <laughs> is the person who just from the get-go, just bad mouths them though. Yeah. And bad mouths every single one they've ever worked with. But then, you know, we've had some where they come in and they're like, you know what? they realize they're just no longer serving me where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Like they might say some negative things, but it, it's not coming from a, a necessarily a place of malice. It's just, you know, we've grown apart, Yeah, <laughs> you know, like what's well, like constructive a, like too, a, a couple you know, when, when, yeah. um, when they can tell us what hasn't gone well, then we can, we can help set expectations of, or we can say, you know, that's actually pretty standard or, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, unfortunately we do things like that also. Um, so maybe we're maybe not a fit some, for you either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I mean, so it's helpful feedback, but if, yeah, if they're just so upset and, um, just coming know, in hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that's, that's hard. That's hard to deal with. Um, so anyway, so, you know, thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> um, whether you're new to this, um, you, you might take this list, keep it in mind. If you're a pro and you don't already have your own list, we recommend you think three, one, do you have a great list already? We'd love to hear it. Um, and then it, again, if you're on the client side, you know, keep, keep selling this in mind too, you know, the better client you can be, the better service you should be getting. So if you're not feeling like you're being taken care of, well, we can talk about that too. <laughs> um, so you, you can email us at hello at thecreativesweetpod.com.
Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to The Creative Suite. Do you have a question for us? Email hello at thecreativesweetpod.com or slide into our DMs over at The Creative Suite Pod on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll answer it in a future episode. I'm Nicole. And I'm Lauren. Now go out there and chase your dreams creatively.